damn thing stopped recording. Oh well. Let's hear some Alex Jones. Central Florida is bracing for a Category 4 hurricane this weekend. DARPA is seeking a big tunnel by 5 p.m. Friday. Jack Ma and Elon Musk met to discuss the end of the world. Chinese POA troops moved into Hong Kong last night. Inspector General says former FBI Director James Comey is a liar and a leaker. But the Justice Department will not prosecute him. And a major hurricane as I just said, is gaining strength in the Atlantic and moving towards Central Florida. The National Hurricane Center warned today that Hurricane Dorian is expected to be an extremely dangerous storm this weekend, Labor Day. Dorian could be a Category 4 hurricane when it makes landfall early Monday. The storm could have maximum sustained winds of 130 miles per hour. The hurricane is, is expected to strengthen while making a westward turn towards the Bahamas this weekend. Dorian could make landfall anywhere along Florida's Atlantic coast, including right here in Vero Beach. Presently, the storm is aiming slightly north of Vero Beach. Governor Ron DeSantis declared a state of emergency today. Your True News team is praying that Hurricane Dorian will weaken and change its course by turning northward and going away from the coast and just disappearing out. You know, I, I feel kind of weird about this, but I'm I'm just praying that it bashes the shit out of Florida. And I'm going to be disappointed if it doesn't. In the sea. Now, we will produce a True News episode early tomorrow and then release our staff in the afternoon so that they can prepare their homes Dorian is expected to strike the coast on Monday, Labor Day. We will not produce a True News episode on Monday. Dr. Burkhart and Edward Zoll are here to analyze today's headlines, including DARPA's strange search 
for a big tunnel. So, guys, uh, we've been busy today. Our staff's already working to prepare the facility. We have a lot of things that have to be done in advance. By the way, if you are a Praiser fan, our music streaming service, um, prepare for Praiser to go offline sometime this weekend. Uh, we will have to uh, power down the servers and prepare for the electricity to be off here in the building and so um, just uh, just be alerted that Praiser most likely will be offline uh, sometime uh, maybe starting Saturday so we're starting to shut things down and prepare the building uh, tomorrow we'll be we'll be boarding up uh, all the windows and uh, sandbagging doors and you know uh, a year or two ago doc uh, what was it? Was it Matthew? Was it the hurricane? Matthew, yes. Our, we have a 10-acre property here, and it was a, completely a underwater. Yes. Completely. It was a lake. Uh, you could have used, a, you could have come across here on a canoe. canoe, And the water stopped, all glory to God, Praise on all four sides of the building. The water stopped about four or five feet from the building on all four sides. Yes. Yeah, I still remember that day. I was the first one over here to see it, and I pulled up on the main road that was in front of our building. I saw it was completely underwater. My my heart skipped a beat because I, I did didn't too. know what to expect when I actually started getting down the road and walked down to uh, see what the status of the building was. And I literally, I was standing on the road just praising God uh, because I could see that the building itself, all the way around, there's just a ring of green grass all the yes. way around it. Only a few like feet. We had, like we had an island in a yes. lake. I mean, it was, it was only a few feet around the building. Yeah. So, so the water stopped, and, and it was a lot of flooding here. Electricity was out for several days. Um, listen, we're praying, we're believing in the name of Jesus Christ that Dorian will weaken. Uh, I'm, not. I'm asking God to punch that thing in the eye nope. and split its eye. All right. If its eye splits, it weakens. I'm asking the Lord to turn that thing, move it northward. I'm not. I don't want it to go to Georgia or South Carolina. I want it to go ocean. out in the ocean and just disappear, just spin itself into oblivion. Um, we don't need a hurricane. Uh, so, uh, but we appreciate no. your prayers and and ask you to. Uh, pray for everyone along the coast. This uh, this could be a very dangerous storm. And when I saw it today, early this morning, they said Category 3. I said, oh, boy, here we go. And then this afternoon, it's Category 4. And and I saw one report saying, you know. Race for Category 5. Race for it. That, oh, I, I think it was uh, may have been a CBS News uh, yeah. forecaster who said that, you know, it's the potential is there as it goes into warm water. I kind of feel like we're being played by these fucking announcements in the sense that we, the recipients, I think they get more people all excited and then it's going, oh, it's going to bounce off the coast and it's going to be nothing. That's why I'm like disappointed. I think that happened the last time. They're like, oh my God, it's going to be the biggest thing ever. And then it didn't even happen. There's that white bird down there. He's just got to be the most interesting thing in front of my face right now. Oh, it looks like he's fishing. Yeah, he came right back, so I didn't disrupt his habitat. Even though I walked right down there, he came back. What 
was it Weinstein who said uh, if you purify the water, the lily pads die? They quoted somebody who said that once. I'm really, really hoping that I haven't made a bad decision about drinking this water. I think common common people will probably say that I did, but we'll find out if I be, if I become sick, you know. But I I drank the water last year and maybe even the year before. I drank the spring water for sure, but never really. I drank the river water last year. And, you know, I might be making a huge mistake, but I just got to the point where I'm like, I just can't stand it anymore. Whoa, I already drank half the fucking bottle. Man, that's crazy. That's like two quarts. Maybe. No, that's supposed to be a gallon right there. It doesn't look like two quarts, though. Oh, it does if I turn it sideways, though. Yeah, that looks like two quarts if I turn it sideways. Wow, that's incredible. Fuck, I don't already drink two quarts. Well, there's an infinite amount down there, too. So, I mean, it's not infinite, but it's like... Not gonna run out. It's just not gonna run out. I just gotta wonder where all that water comes from, too. It just kind of blows my mind. I'm like, where the fuck is that coming from? Right now, it's about 250 miles northwest of, of uh, Puerto Rico. Thank God Puerto Rico was spared. That's right. No, no serious damage to Puerto Rico. We left the 30,000 houses there that still had tarps over their homes. In the last hurricane. In the last hurricane. So it would have yeah. decimated, probably killed hundreds upon thousands if it had gone through. It's very, very possible. But, uh, nobody was, uh, no serious injuries in, in Puerto Rico. But now that it's out in the water, uh, moving along, it can pick up speed in the warm water and uh, usually see when it hits those islands particularly islands like uh, uh, Haiti and they're, they're mountainous so right. the mountains break up the storms right. but it's not that's not happening and and the Bahamas very very serious threat for the Bahamas Abaco Island um, I mean this is going to be a, a serious hit in the Bahamas but did you hear that uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island got swiped? They say by the dirty side of the storm. They said the power is out. There hasn't been communication. There's already the a dirty side. Yes, they called it the dirty side. We're reading the, I believe it's the Miami. Well, what, el- what else would hit his island other than the dirty <laughs> of side? Course, right? Of course. I mean, the only dirty uh, things were uh, being sent to there. But you think about this now. The power is out on that island, which is an active crime scene since the New York uh, police and the FBI raided that island uh, about a week and a half ago. Uh, there is a window. Right now, if there was anyone trying to cover anything up that wasn't already gone, right now there's no power, no one watching that island. The criminal investigation is over. Yes. Judge Berman ended it today. Yes. He said, Epstein's dead. We can't have a criminal investigation of a dead man. Can't investigate a dead criminal. Yeah. So they ended the criminal investigation today like there was one. Right. The only active investigation is the investigation into his death. Which, you know, the, the lawyers for Mr. Epstein are pushing from the side of that they might even be on top of the damages of some kind because their client was killed inside a facility owned by the Department of Justice. Right. So the, the, that's why the, the young women who were victims of the uh, Epstein sex ring, that's why they went to the courthouse yesterday right. and made the plea. It was like 14. 16. 16. And they pleaded with the judge saying, don't end this case. Mm-hmm. Because we know the assets right now, because the criminal case is over. 
1953 trust. The trust was set up two days before in the will, uh, to sign two days before his death. That trust is taking every asset, which was declared in court, $557 million, all the, all the cars, the two islands, and the other properties of, of Mr. Epstein's that were public are now in that trust. And the trust is not <coughs> in New York City. No. It's not in Florida. It's in the Virgin Islands. So all these young women who were raped by Epstein and his rich, powerful buddies have to now file lawsuits in the Virgin Islands against this trust. So they can't do anything here in the States. All has to be done in the islands now. It's a travesty of justice in real time. But they knew what they were doing. Epstein knew what he was doing. His handlers knew what, what they were doing. They, they move the assets. The owners of the assets are still in possession of the assets. Listen, Jeffrey, you're going to commit suicide in a couple days here. We better change your will and right. get everything parked in a trust before you uh, actually right. suicide. Yep, that's well, you're right. I should get that taken care of. That's exactly what happened. So, um, hey, my sympathy to the, the victims. But, yes. but the judge shut down the criminal investigation today. There is no criminal investigation of Jeffrey Epstein as of today. There wasn't going to be one. That's right. Okay, so we have a possible hurricane, uh, I mean, a Category 4 hurricane coming to Florida. That's a, that's a serious uh, threat to the Florida coast. But there's something really weird going on in Washington, D.C. DARPA, the kind of the mad scientist wing of the Pentagon, uh, the research uh, agency, put out a request this week. They, they, they need... They need a big underground tunnel, and they need it by tomorrow at 5 p.m. Right. That's an extreme tunnel vision. <laughs> what is this? This is weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they put this alert on, Rick, uh, not just on Twitter, but they also had a, an actual bidding contract that was live. The controls is number six. In a tweet put out by DARPA, which is the U.S. government's defense <laughs> advanced research project agency, they stated, attention, city dwellers. We're interested in identifying university-owned or commercially managed underground urban tunnels and facilities able to host research and experimentation. Now, in this first tweet there, they noticed that the short notice, we're asking for responses by August 30th, which is Friday, at 5 p.m. Eastern. That link, Rick, actually goes to a contract, which was on fedbizops.gov. I believe we have a still of this contract. It's a real contract. It's got contact information. If you know of a facility, something which would fulfill this, They'll pay you for it. They'll offer you money for this. Well, Rick, they also put up pictures of what they're looking for. If this wasn't already weird enough, um, in the, the follow-on <laughs> messages, they said the ideal space would be a human-made underground environment spanning several city blocks with complex layout and multiple stories, including atriums, tunnels, and stairwells, spaces that are currently closed off from pedestrians or can temporarily be used for testing are of interest. Now, Rick, this sounds... Like a drill? It sounds like an underground mall of sorts. What, what kind of underground facilities have atriums in it? Well, that's what I was thinking. How, how many of these things are in the city? That's what I'd like to know. I mean, the only uh, people I can think of that would possibly have anything like this would be like Blofeld from James Bond, Lex Luthor, the Riddler. I mean, the underground lairs. I mean, who are you <laughs> looking for? Uh, I mean, that has this kind of capability and stuff like that. I mean, uh, do, are, the, are there a lot of these around? I mean, are they under cities? And 
I mean, what an opportunity. If you're watching today or you're listening, this is a great opportunity. If you happen to have a multi-story underground secret lair, this is your opportunity to make some big bucks off DARPA right now. Edward, when did... When did the request go out? What day was this tweet? Uh, the 28th, which would have been yesterday. Yesterday. So DARPA at the Pentagon yesterday puts out this bizarre request for a massive underground tunnel, many city blocks, yes. many layers, many stories with atriums. And they said, we need it by Friday, 5 p.m. Does the deadline bother you? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. It's a business. Like there is a... Like there's something that is going on Saturday that we need this thing for. There's a <laughs> sense of urgency in this request. I mean, I can understand the Pentagon, uh, you know, they're pre-planning <clears throat> a, a military drill like in the year 2022 right. right and they're searching now for the facility so to hold it I, I keep that part but a tweet that goes out on wednesday that says we need this tunnel by friday or it could got weirder but this isn't weird enough okay there were a lot of comments obviously to this post that uh, shocked most of the public now by the name of ricky billingsgate his name on twitter um he stated we are definitely not looking for new places to keep all the demogorgons now, uh, DARPA responded, please, uh, period, Demogorgons are such a Department of Energy thing. Now, <laughs> what's weird about this, Rick, first of all, with Demogorgons, uh, you know, th what this actually is, Rick, uh, this is number seven for control. In the, uh, it's a Dungeons and Dragons fantasy role-playing game. It's kind of, it's got satanic themes to it. Demogorgons are a powerful demon prince. <laughs> it was also known as the Prince of Demons and Lord of All That Swims in Darkness. These are actual names for it in that game. Um, this is, uh, he has power over other fellow demons and even mortals, and he's able to influence uh, basically uh, society. This was also, what you see on the screen here, this same character was used in a Netflix series called Stranger Things. So this weird creature you're seeing on the screen right there, that's a Demogorgon. And that <coughs> creature is what DARPA, a US government agency, responded in comment. They're from their official yes, Twitter account. In all fairness, to DARPA. They said they don't need the tunnel to store Demogorgon. Oh, that, <laughs> right. That's something the Department of Energy does. Yes. So. Yes. So, I mean, that makes me feel better <laughs> that they denied that they needed for these Demogorgons. Now, Rick, I do have a crazy idea of what this might be used for. So, uh, they noted that one of this in a city area, a city-like landscape, an underground facility. We know DARPA has been uh, spearheading the production of uh, robots, AI robots that can both move, uh, uh, defend, and even attack in some cases. If they wanted to pre-deploy a battalion of these robots for a potential emergency or even, let's say, civil unrest, and wanted to test what it'd be like to host it in a city-like environment before it goes up above where the unrest is happening, maybe they want to find out they're doing a, their first basically combat version of this test on the underground facility level. Well, I get that, but the urgency, yeah, that's, that's the right. part that's not right. Yeah. If, if you're testing robots, you would plan it out six months a year in advance. You don't put out a tweet on Wednesday on a government, super secretive Pentagon agency that says, 
Hey, anybody out there got a big tunnel? <laughs> we, we need it. Can you imagine the discussion that led up to that and said, hey, listen, we're, this is crunch time. We better put out a social media post seeing if there's any opportunities because we have not been able to acquire our secret underground lair yet. According to the government request for information, bid. The subterranean domain, whether human-made tunnels, urban underground infrastructure, or natural cave networks, is becoming increasingly relevant for global security and disaster-related search and rescue missions. DARPA is interested in understanding the state-of-the-art in innovative technologies that may enable future solutions to rapidly map, navigate, and search unknown complex subterranean environments to locate objects of interest. This is a robot scavenger hub? Well, that's what I... Th- maybe maybe Christians hiding in the catacombs. Mm. To locate objects of interest. Well, what objects are hiding deep below the ground in subterranean caverns with multi-stories and atriums. And do I want to know what's hiding down there? That's the question. And would be of interest to the Pentagon's premier to keep feet up <laughs> don't, don't look Just look down. Don't look down. Keep your feet up. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. Well, I can't it, even get investigation. Right. Remember, my number one political contract to represent the government of Saudi Arabia, he had to register as a foreign agent. And the project he was going to be in charge of is the $500 billion future city project of NEOM. Are you telling me they've, yes. got, they've got the NEOM contract here in the U.S.? They sure do. They sure do. If Control has the bureau for uh, the NEOM project, is number 15. I guess to refresh the memory of uh, our audience, Saudi Arabia has this plan to build uh, near Aqaba and in uh, Jordan and in that, that quadrant of, uh, of their country, a futuristic smart city, one that's unparalleled, one that has every innovation from the fourth industrial revolution, from AI, uh, smart gardening, smart farms, uh, even artificial, uh, intelligent police, everything you can imagine from a futuristic society, uh, short of uh, rights for women. Uh, I think that they are going to try to create this oasis in the first foreign trip actually overseen by Jared Kushner and because she was the press secretary or uh, sorry the deputy press secretary at the time even Sarah Bissan is involved in this was the trip to Saudi Arabia that was the infamous sword dance the t- 
touching of the globe, and, and again, the promise of, of uh, up to 400, 500 million dollars in weaponry uh, to Saudi Arabia, a contract that still hasn't been fulfilled. But that's not the full story, Doc. If this was just that, maybe we could say that Sarah Sarah should rethink her relationship with uh, the firm uh, Tenio just because of the Clinton connection and the connection to Saudi Arabia. But there's more. But there is more. So after he uh, registered as a foreign agent again... Let's see if Spotify can get this one. Yo, Spotify. This is some copyrighted content, nigga. Are you going to catch it? Hey, where are you, Spotify? Spotify! Spotify!
it's inevitable. You ordered the commands. The gods shall turn And when you think that you Have gained control Forget not that Don't forget We have no soul Forget not that we have no source. When I must conceive of what prisoners believe. When I must When I must Conceive The God shall turn The God shall turn. And when you think that you have control, forget not that we have no soul. And what rational kings achieve. Oh, I farted. The God shall turn. The God shall turn. And when you think that you have control forget not that we have no soul
fucking me, what can I say? I would still fly away, but I'm feeling my wings. I fear I'd bust my wings. This is how a bird that sings sings. Ba 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 ba. La 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 la. When we were We were Fucking A, what can I say? I would still like to play Where am I allowed to be? You said Where will I be free? Where will I be? Where will I be free? Where will I be? Where will I be free? Where will I be? like to get up and pee, but I might not want to. Who's listening to my podcast? To guard the dames. Why aren't you listening to my podcast? Call me at 831-218-9387.
common men must wield swords that they have from iron that they have smelted. Smelted? Pastures, green pastures, fertile fields, and blissful harmoniousness. Let's leave it at that. Uh, where's my earphone? Oh no! Blissful harmoniousness. I uh, <clears throat> that will be from the forthcoming release of OGG in a zipped file with a picture designed to be played on the AIMP player, for lack of a better player. Uh I could try to play it on the VLC real quick, but on VLC, you're not going to get the picture. VLC, internal memory, download, X, file, dead. Huh. Why would it play out? And it doesn't even show the album art. Stop after this track. Doesn't even show album art. So it resorts to AIMP, which shows album art, but is in this kind of ugly looking. It doesn't go full screen. But, um, yeah, you know, it's like basically the best way to distribute music currently and listen. And I got these other songs. Oh, why not listen to these ones? I want to watch some show, though. That's not very loud. Is that really the best we can do with this? If God is love... Then what is a dollar if God is love? If God is love, and if I'm high above, then who could be taller if God is love? If God is love, and if 
I'm a bum. Then who is the bum baller? Who is the bum baller? Who is Halabala? And if Hey, what happened to repeat, nigga? Damn it. What was that? Yeah, repeat. If God is fuck, then fuck. The fuck, what was Allah? What was Allah? Then fuck, what was Allah? Waka. Fucking mola. And if I had to go. So if I was a mala, zinjam, zinjam, yala, zimmer, zammer, zinjam, yala. If I drank two quarts, what was that? A half gallon, and if so, am I well in? If so, and if I sing like that, do I remind you of that? Because I didn't wanna. Because I didn't wanna. And if you don't repeat, I'm gonna. There you go. In the sheets. Yeah, threw down my shit pile. And if it was so nice and neat, could it really be called wild rocking? Rockin' while rollin' a wild rockin' ruler And if and if I comb my hair could I really be a baller? I don't know what Maxwalla Shika Shika What 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 And if I ah 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 I had to make the call. Would I call ya? Could I? Why don't you call me? Call ya. 831218. I'm almost memorizing it. 831-218-9387. Eight three one two one eight nine three eight seven. Two millennial years after that. Nine three eight seven. Eight three one two one eight nine three eight seven. Ah oh ah oh ah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah.
I want to go get some cookies. And I want to eat them. Like the sugar. I want to put more stuff in my stomach. Yeah, I want to put more stuff in my stomach. And I want to get more sugar. Rawr. But I don't really need to, do I? I just want to. Rawr. I want to stretch out my roll. I want to walk and I want to walk and roll it. Walk and roll it. My dooba 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 da ha ha. I'm getting sick of this one. I don't want to waste people's time. But Metaguche. Metaguche. Why is it called Metaguche? I might have been psyoped by my fluce. She's my fluce. In WeHo, she's my juicy flucy. She got me to think about Gucci and Meta, hella Meta, hella Meta Gucci. I figured if I made my song called Gucci, well maybe I could get into her pussy. Now that my song is hella meta and Gucci, I gotta watch out for millennials because they might want to snooch me. And I gotta be like on my toes. Are you 93 or 87? I guess if you're 87, then yeah, 11. 13, 11. <laughs> no, that's. In subtraction to my field and my range, not as a distinct numeral, I have my abstained standards, is what I'm saying. I can't be that gay. Ooh, now I'm in the boogie pot, the pot that gets dark. Got a boogie about this Epstein guy on the lock. Dorian the Hurricane. Decimated his island. We took him out the back door and we put him in Barbados. Then we used H-A-A-R-P to affect the weather. And dop us in the underground. Because they think that they're fucking clever. Well guess what? I'm gonna show up wherever you are and I'm gonna tweet about it. And even if they shadow ban me... Then I'll be like, Sing it with me. Look at that. 
We were lucky Whoa And now you got keys We were lucky Whoa And now you got keys Now you got keys Now you got keys We were all kids once And now you've got kids We were all kids once We were all kids once And now you've got kids We were all kids once, and now you've got kids. We were all kids once, and now you've got kids. We were all kids once, and now you've got kids. Now you got kids. Now you got kids. We were all kids once. And now you got kids. We were all kids once, and now you've got kids. We were all kids once, and now you've got kids. We were all kids once. And now you got kids. We were all kids once. And now you got kids. Ooh. You got kids. Now you got kids. We were all kids. Now you got kids. I'm trying to eat right because I don't want to fucking shit wrong. Excuse my language, but. Oh, come on now. Something's bugging me about this one podcast, though. In his pickup truck, which I still drive, from Alice to the valley to see his sister. And I start telling him about the investigation. And he looks at me and he said, if you keep that up, they're going to take the rest of the land we have. And I'm like, what? That's exactly the part that was bothering me. It's weird that it fell back on that butt. It's because I went what to... Uh... Talking about the 
insisted on an investigation into post-9-11 recovery funds and how they were used in New York, right? So he thought it was preposterous, but I didn't get a lot of details about what had happened. And so I'll tell you how I began to find out and really think about where I came from in a different way. And that was, I was working the New York Bureau of the Washington Post. This is, I'm working with the Bureau Chief Michael Powell, who's now at the New York Times. Mm -hmm. We were working on an investigation into post-9-11 recovery funds and how they were used in New York, right? So they were going to things like, you know, Robert De Niro's Tribeca Film Festival, things like that. And we were looking into it, and I'm driving my father in his pickup truck, which I still drive, from Alice to the Valley to see his sister. And I start telling him about the investigation. And he looks at me and he said, if you keep that up, they're going to take the rest of the land we have. That's incredible in a few ways. And her, and her father's dead now. But, uh, so post 9-11 reconstruction funds going directly to Robert De Niro's Tribeca Film Festival. That alone is just like an incredible, you know, allegation that sounds true that sounds like it's already established and then that her dad says that they're going to come and take her property if she continues that investigation or their property that's also incredible that's why i can't figure out what this podcast is about because she won't say anything definitive i'm like what are you talking about like dad a spirit of what it means to be a journalist in a way that I had not known before. And after that, after El Salvador, uh, I ended up writing when I went years later, it took a while for it to sort of incubate. I, you know, later went to the Sahara, um, to the refugee camps of the Saharawi from Western Sahara. Um, this is in Algeria. And then I went to Mexico City and while I was in Mexico City, I was asked by a friend to contribute to this anthology about the refugees. And so I wrote this piece called The War of Forgetting. Uh, for Guernica. Well, for the book, it was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But when I came back to the States, I pitched it to Guernica and they published it. And that was, you know, I basically described going to the Sahara and taking all of these copious notes and, you know, writing down the time and the location and what do they call the tents and what, you know, just all of the details you do for narrative piece and realizing that this kind of ongoing chronology, ongoing story formation in my head, it's not true. That the facts are all there and they're all accurate and they're all right. That I began to wonder, just because you have the facts right, does that mean that the story is true in its essence? I had to wonder, is the reason why I pay attention to certain things that people say to me, like when they present me with the people I'm going to stay in their big tent, and they call them, this is your family. Does that forgetting? Uh, for Guernica. Ooh. Well, uh, for the book, it was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But when I came back to the States, nice. I used it to Guernica, and they published it. And that was, you know, I basically described going to the Sahara and taking all of these copious notes and, you know, there's a really nice feature that they've programmed into this uh, 
the play or the the podcast it has a searchable time code which is fucking incredible i didn't even know you could do that that's nice and i could do that after the fact you could do that after the fact it's kind of tedious but at the same time distinct uh points or at least like highlights you could even do like four or five like in a podcast like but that would also require you going back oh you could make note of them though while you were in the recording and then um yeah that's fucking incredible i know that this other podcast does that too i think but that would be the best way to do it would be in real time so you wouldn't have to listen back and just make a note and even if you got it close enough then you could modify upon listen back without having to listen to the whole thing again. That's fucking cool. I want to do that. But that would be like a lot of effort, really. That's cool, though, that that happens. Writing down the time and the location and what do they call the tense and what, you know, just all of the details you do for narrative piece and realizing that this kind of ongoing chronology, ongoing. To Evan about um, whether. The subject of his book, The Mastermind, could actually be Satoshi Nakamoto. Evan, don't spoil it. Just leave the people with everywhere. New revelations breaking in that case uh, all the time. Also, uh, if you wanna, if you wanna hear like a um, like a rare, like a long form podcast rarity, you should go over and check out the Coin Talk episode in which I talked to Evan about um, whether. The subject of his book, The Mastermind, could actually be Satoshi Nakamoto. That other Oxford American piece, the I think it's called My Name is Alex, yeah. um, which is you know more specifically about immigration and about, uh, well, you can describe it better than me, but a boy that you encountered who clearly had crossed the border and was trying to get to Houston, and you were in a personal dilemma of whether or not to take him there or what to do with him, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it did present this question to the readers, ultimately, what would you do? And that's not a frame you see in immigration stories, I feel like. They're all sort of like, look at all these people doing this thing and what's happening with them and who's catching them and then they're in shelters. And this was a very an interpersonal story. And I don't really have a question there except that it reminded me. Well, of that. yeah. The thing is, I don't think it's an immigration story at all. Yeah. I don't think the Alex story is an immigration story. I think what it is is there's two things to that. One is, so what happens is I was writing a story for Al Jazeera, um, and I had to go have my photograph taken. And I'm staying at, like, a distant relative, small town south of Alice, and I'm staying in his house. It's like a barred house, right? Like, I'm on the road. And so I take this, like, country road. It's like, seriously, it's through ranches. Like, it's just ranches. And while I'm driving, I see this kid. He's a kid on the side of the road. Kids in cages. Of water, and he's trying to flag down one of the motorists. And I can see the car swerving out of the way. Now, what do you see? I mean, what is that? What do you see in that moment? And what I saw in that moment was... These are people who go to church. These are people who say when they, you know, bid goodbye to each other, que vayas con Dios, you know, where they invoke God. These are people who have like a Jesus sticker, like I do on my truck, you know, on their cars. And they're swerving out of the way. Why? Why? Because they're hypocrites. You know, there's a whole number of practical reasons, right? One is... 
that border enforcement, which is not the same as immigration, has become such that if you are caught, you know, you pick him up and you're pulled over, you can be charged with, you know, trafficking, smuggling, right? Your truck can be seized, um, you know, if, if there's civil asset forfeiture, right? Which they don't have to prove your guilt. They just have to prove that the object could have been involved in a crime, right? And so I'm watching him. And um, the story's about what happens. You know, I turn around and I ask him, where is he going? Where is he from? What, you know, what's his story? Like, and I'm also stalling, right? Because I don't know what to do with him. Like, if I pick him up, where am I going to take him? Mm -hmm. Right? I can't take him back to the house. It's not my house. There's nowhere to go, and I can't drive to Houston. Like, Houston's far. It's like, Houston's like five hours away, right? It's not like a bus station's nearby. And so, what do you do? And when I filed that story, I filed that story um, while I was on a residency in Marfa. It was a Lannan fellowship. And so, you know, you're in Marfa for three months. I literally sent the piece to my editor. I, and, you know, I've been, in the, I've been in the house cooped up and now I'm going to be free. And I jump on the bike and I had my bag on the handlebars and the strap came loose and my foot got caught in it. And I like, oh, I eat it. I mean, like, I eat it. I like skid and like slide on the street. Okay, so that's not so bad because I like, you know, I caught myself with my hand on my knee. But then I skid down and then bang my mouth into the pavement. Broke this tooth right here. In half. Blood everywhere. Okay, now you hit your head like that. And I, I'm like, immediately, all I can taste is blood, yes. and it feels like all of my teeth are loose. Like, they're all loose. They all feel like they're going to come out. I can't spit out the blood because, of course, that means all the teeth will come out with them. Okay. And I'm sitting on the side of the road, blood everywhere. Holy shit. And this truck drives by. And I have my hands are all covered in blood, and I pick them up in the air so they can see them. Ouch. Because I want them to stop. And they stop for me. And when I presented the piece in Marfa, I asked the audience, would you have stopped for me? What if I wasn't, what if there's no bike, right? Because you see the scene, right? Mm -hmm. Bike, female, blood, accident. It's clear, right? Yeah. Well, what if there's no bike? Would you stop? Okay, what if I'm not in town? What if I'm in the high, on the highway, empty highway, going towards the border, like near the border, would you stop? Now, has my need changed? Have I changed? But the circumstances, my context has changed. And because that context changed, it means that I somehow, and my need has changed. And so, Sad you know, when I see Alex, what do I see? Do I see the border? Do I see immigration? Do I see some dirty kid waving around his water jug, trying to get somebody to stop. What do you do, mm -hmm. right? But the thing is, is that what I wanted people to see in that piece was that context. That oh, yeah, well, the boundary between, 
you know, self-centeredness and altruism can be found somewhere, anywhere. You can find an example, I suppose. I just wonder, are you willing to give it all up for everybody? Nolly! 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 Each Wednesday. Each Wednesday. This space is, in a word, gigantic. And even though all the teams have separate areas to do, since it's a shared space, shared. Literally working on top of each other. Since it's a shared space. And the gym. Jib. Steer. 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 Yeah, so it's five o'clock, I've got one hour to do as much as I can before it cools down. So try and get it back up. 
Unfortunately, one big distraction has just arrived. It's the tiles for everyone's landings delivered by Tilespace. Get them off, big job ahead. It's now up to all the teams to get them off the footpath. Well, we leave them outside the door. Yo, I have a gigantic shit. I have a gnarly shit. Do you mind if I stay in here another hour? I have a gnarly shit. I don't care if you have a small pathetic shit. I have a gnarly shit. What else do I have that's not gnarly? How about Sybil Bayer? One of the most fascinating female singers I've found recently. It's the end. Friend of mine. It's the end. Friend of mine. Time is over. Oh, we could simply say I love you, now you open the door. Leave me crying, trying to embrace you again, trying to face this damn situation, man, I can't, it's the end, friend of mine. Yeah, she's beautiful. Uh, the Keller Green. I don't mind advertising some uh, an album that is for sale. I think she's still alive. Sybil Bayer. S-I-B-Y-L-L-E-B-A-I-E-R. And the Keller Green. C-O-U-L-O-U-R-G-R-E-E-N. But that song was called The End. 
And then there's Laza, Rising, which I really like this song too, L-H-A-S-A, Rising. She's passed away at the young age of 33, apparently. Or 36. It's too bad.
It'd be better if Android allowed me to control the soundboard. I don't know why they don't, but I'm working on it. It's just one of the many things I'd like to do. Why can't I play a song on my phone and have it go directly to digital recording through a synthetic mixer? I don't know why that doesn't happen, and why can't I overdub my voice on top of that? Well, I can with a certain type of recorder. Well, maybe I could program that. Well, you know, I can't program it, but it's possible because I can overdub on a J4T. So if only I could place songs into that, but then I wouldn't be able to hear them at the same time. So it really would take like a synthetic mixer or a digital mixer. And I think that they ban that. I'm telling you on a fundamental root level, Android bound bans something that is conceptually completely possible. And it's just kind of sad. And it's it's and I'm pretty sure it's because of Chuck Schumer, who wants to ban you from recording phone calls. Because he's a jail. He's a piece of shit and he's a scumbag. Correct me if I'm wrong. Go ahead. Contact me at 831-218-9387, and I'll cycle your observation into the podcast. is a Jerry Rubin, who's a sex fiend, who's been now accused of running a sex ring, MDMA, whatever. Fucking asshole. Sex ring, probably a drug ring, he's probably friends with Sergey Brin, running ecstasy and whores in Palo Alto. I don't know. What kind of fancy whores do they run? Jew whores? Gentile horrors, all horrors, I don't know. I mean, it's like mainstream news. The founder of Android is like accused of running a sex ring. I find that to be incredible. I was wondering about that. Like, I think today I was like, does that mean they're cock blocking me every time I use their apps and they only let me get laid if I'm paying for their services and otherwise they just shadow ban me constantly? It's just a theory. I'm never, ever going to trust any social media, ever, any Jewish-run service to allow me to have an effective relationship with a female. I feel like there might just be vested interests in there that are trying to disrupt, not my pimpiness, but my, my manliness, literally, from having a successful sexual relationship with a female. If you don't believe me, take a look at the fucking truth. It's true. Not just about me. It's pretty gnarly what they're doing out there. They're fucking separating people. And one Jew owns all the dating apps, too. I'm telling you straight up, the platform is run by a Jew who is accused of running a sex ring. So what would be antagonistic to his other interests, which is a sex ring? It would be somebody who's really sexy, who is able to get laid anywhere on any platform that he fucking runs. 
So what does it mean that he's running a sex ring? Alright, I got some sweatpants. I got some shoes. I'm thinking about getting out there and getting some sex. I'm a female. Let's go look around. I'll go see one. I can find one. It's about time for sex. Consensual sex, of course, with a, a woman above the age of consent. Preferably, probably above the age of 25. Otherwise, it would just feel weird for me. Although, you never know. If I met, like, an extremely beautiful and gorgeous, sophisticated and somewhat mature 19-year-old who fell in love with me, I would uh, maybe consider her offer. But, I don't know, I'm trying to decide which, which age range I'm into. But it's pretty much somewhere probably around 30, 35 maybe. And I can date anyone above that age. But I don't know who can have babies is really about what it comes down to. So I'll date almost any female that I'm attracted to. If she's willing to uh, realize that I want to have babies. And I probably want to have a marriage with the woman that I could have babies with. So there's that idea, too. Oh, shit. What happened? Oi. Putting on my pimpy hippie shoes. Putting on my pimpy hippie shoes. All the fucking Jews, man. I'm so sick of those fuckers. I really uh, wonder sometimes if they didn't falsify this letter from my last girlfriend. But I think it was really her. It just sounded like such garbage. It was so uncharacteristic of her. But I think that was one of those things is I didn't quite realize how fucking upset she was. And I was thinking about that the other day. And I was like, oh yeah, because I talked to her too. And she acted like a fucking... She was so pissed. And I'd never heard her be like that, except for maybe once. So she was really capable of being, like, extremely friendly and nice and loving. But as soon as she was really mad, she was, like, really cold. Figuratively. I miss her. I think the last time I saw her, you know, I had an opportunity to maybe talk to her. But I was so mad at her by then, I just I was like, I don't even want to talk to her. And now, you know, she's impossible to find on the internet, so, basically. I think I found her on LinkedIn once, though. Oh, almost everybody's on LinkedIn. It's pretty pathetic. Everybody's like, oh, I'm so, like, invisible on the web, and you just go on LinkedIn, they're right, like, right there. Pretty much, because they're all fucking whores to the man. Oh yeah, I am getting ready to get warm. I wasn't really so charged up until I just kind of wanted to get up and walk around. I wanted to go get some sugar, and I was like, hold on a second.
Um, I almost want to leave my bag here, but just to be safe. Yeah, I've been trying to get people to listen to my podcast. I'm not getting any feedback. And I used to hate that word podcast, but I've taken this, just using it, especially because it's on the podcast player. I fucking hate that word, but you know what? It is what it is. It's just a word. I just don't like it because it feels like a brand. It sounds like it's branded related to, you know, iPod. Even though semantically, I guess technically it's not, it just does sound like you're that, and that's why it pisses me off. And I feel like it's diminishing, too. And it doesn't really take into account, like, the long form that can still be... Uh, oh, shoot. I was just out. That can still be exhibited through the same systems. But yeah, I mean, gosh, I was just saying in the last recording, I think that if I could have an in, if I can have a mixer in my phone, which I think is absolutely technically possible. I mean, well, it would take, it might take like, if maybe a dual SIM would help with that. But um, dual SIM, I think, is for two phone numbers, which I wouldn't need. But maybe I was just thinking, like, a dual processor, because, like, play on one thing. But I've, I've had it. I can have multiple. I think I can have more than one music player playing at once. Oh, well. It's frustrating. And it's one of those things. Hold on. It's one of those things that I think is limited by some law or some gross manipulation of law in the sense that they conformed to some standard that they think is better when it's technically feasible that I can record off of my phone. And I mean, because I know this because I used to have an Android that worked better. Um, it did seem to work better, or maybe it was my imagination, because I would, I would record my phone calls, but you know what, maybe... Maybe I just recorded the sound. I thought I recorded on the soundboard. Ah, maybe it's always been this way. Huh. Yeah, maybe I just recorded the sound of the phone call, which would have been more likely, actually. Now that I think, or it wouldn't have been hard. Which is another reason why, like, recording the soundboard is not even like a... Or prohibiting the recording of the soundboard is... A useless, a useless fucking prohibition. I mean, an app tells me it's all, oh, Android does not allow this currently, recording the soundboard. So it's like, I mean, you know it's technically possible. I mean, it's got to be. Any fucking four track that's digital does that. And then onto a flash drive, which is exactly... same procedure 
But yeah, I mean, that's these stupid things about how we have Apple and then Android and then Trump and his in all his dumb dumbass wisdom and Chuck Schumer, I think, combined to fucking ban Huawei. 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 And there's probably way better options out there. I mean, and I, I definitely believe that, and I'm sure that the tech could be done, and then they can jailbreak a root, and then, like, have Cydia platform and stuff. But uh, I haven't been able to root my phones, and I tried, and I looked into it, and it's really complicated. <sighs> I'm thinking about calling this guy, or emailing this guy that, um, he's he knows how to do C. And then there's another guy in town that knows how to do C, but I don't think I could get him to work for me. This other guy, maybe he'd help me on a couple tricks or something if I if I asked him to do a few things. Shucks, there's a couple guys up there. I don't want to walk by them right now. How should I get out of here? Um, that's the way I want to go, though. But if I go up there, eh, they probably won't care. But if I go up there, it'd be easier. I'll right, go up there. Smoking some gnarly something. Whoopsie. Damn it. It's amazing how many different plants are in this uh, little area that I live in. It's just like there's all these different bushes. It's really interesting. Okay, I got some shoes on. That's kind of cool. Uh, oh, shit. straight through the bush. Shit. Did that wrong. Oops. No. Well, as soon as I get up here, I'll feel a little better about talking. Is that Annis? Oh, hell yeah. I think it's one of those Annis. And eat some of that shit. Nice to be warm. Ah, nice and warm. I get so much energy at night. Seems like I have more energy at night sometimes, but I have to like usually lay down in the afternoons for sure. I have a lot of energy today. It's probably the first day I had no meat in a long time. No meat. I don't even think I had any dairy today. Although I'm thinking about getting some dairy. Thinking about getting some chocolate cookies. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to go scrounge. And then maybe buy some cookies or something. Damn it. Fucking shit in my shoes. for walking alone on a river levy. <sighs> I was in that court about a year ago because I used to go to court to watch cases. And uh, there was this guy and this woman was accusing him or this woman basically of attacking her with a machete. And it was, it was an interesting trial. And uh, in her opinion, like he had come and attacked her with a machete or something, but then when he was being defended, the guy was like, are you sure he wasn't just holding a machete and cutting down the branches like he would do? Because he lived in the river. Because they lived in the river. And they, then they talked specifically about these little houses they lived in. These little huts. That wasn't here, but it was in a nearby town. And uh, it's really kind of interesting to think about just the specifics of, like, you know, a life that like where people are living in huts, like here in America, but, you know, I don't know who was guilty, but I kind of took the, uh, I definitely gathered the opinion that regardless of whether the man was guilty, like he probably originally had the machete to cut, cut the bushes in his, um, near his place, because he was building a little place. in my shoe. Anyway, it was interesting. Every fucking case I witnessed was interesting. I wanted to go back and do that more, but while well, this guy, this judge, kind of said something that kind of bugged me the last time I went to court, he closed, he basically closed the courtroom without closing it. He's like, well, I can't kick you out, but, and I was like, okay, whatever. And I was just interested in that case because it was like, Something I hadn't seen. Criminal became a little bit more routine for me to watch. I was like, yeah, criminal. It's like watching just some saga of some you know, difficulty or some violence. I was more interested in learning something about property law or something. I don't know. Anyway, I might go back again, though. And I think especially now that I don't drink coffee, maybe I'll start going to court again. Because I often, lately, I, this is day seven, no coffee, I'm... Like, I wake up at, like, sometimes I wake up at 7.30 in the morning, and it's like, all this junk in my shoe, it's fucking pissing me off. Get out of my shoe. But, um, I don't know. No, I'm not going to obligate myself. I'm just saying, if I happen to wake up so early... And I got nothing to do, which I'd never have anything to do that early. Then maybe I'll go to court again. What else is new? Gosh, I'm looking at like 
this area where I live and it's at nighttime and like everybody's like basically it's not very active for a Saturday yet. But I'll go downtown and it'll probably be pretty active. In fact it's like pretty much like prime time. It's like nine o'clock. It's probably nine and ten will probably be the craziest. Not that I'm looking for crazy, but I'm looking for a little bit of uh this is just between you and me. Is uh the thing about a Saturday crowd is that they leave a lot of food behind. And uh but I also just wanted to get out and walk around. I can see someone in the riverbed. That's pretty cool. Someone with a flashlight. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be alive right now. God, these shoes are comfortable once I got the dirt out of them. And my asshole's a little fucked up. I'm trying to get that in the right place. Come on, what's up with that? Don't pop out. not supposed to be doing that. Of course it never is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking about some stuff. Like, I'm not really on the hunt for, like, a girl, but I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, thinking about it. And I mean that all, you know, loosely and figuratively. Like, I could use a girlfriend. It's been almost 10 years. I mean, I guess I had a girlfriend, like, a while ago. I guess she's kind of still my girlfriend, but she's in cyberspace. And it's like, you know, I can't really get laid in cyberspace. I mean, we tried, but it's just kind of strange. I mean, it's funner than, it's about as fun as porn. It's different than porn. But it's just like, you know, after a while, it's like, strangely enough, she lived in this town, but not when I was here. But she didn't want to come back. So there's this one guy she knew, knew downtown, and sometimes I see him. And I figure her a little bit. But it's just like. go get some cookies or something. Maybe even the jelly beans. I mean, you know, eating vegan was challenging enough today. But I've been doing this eat an avocado thing. 
which is pretty good for the morning, like eat an avocado. I'll probably try to do it again tomorrow just because I know it's going to give me saturated fats. And there's other benefits to it, I'm sure, fiber and stuff, but it's soft. But the saturated fats thing, I think, is like what I really want out of it. Plus, it's dense. So it kind of replaces cheese and meat. And I'm not really trying to be vegan right now, but I just feel like eating an avocado. I mean, I quit coffee like seven days ago. I even found a coffee today. And I like, I had it in my hand. I was, I was going to have it actually, but then I, I looked at it and I thought, you know, I was like, I'm like, yeah, I can probably squeeze this in. But I was like, no, I want to keep trying this whole be really soft on my body thing. And, uh, yeah, and, oh, as I was waiting for the free food today, like, they put out other food. And so I had, like, a, actually I had a banana and, like, a carrot. And I was like, that was good. So I had that. And then I had the whole meal, which was pretty thick. And it was okay. It was pretty good. And then I was just sort of, like... I was, like I said this earlier, I was like, I wanted to eat more of it, but I was like, ah, like, I don't want to eat too much, because then when I fucking crap, it's just like this huge dump, that's just like, I don't need all that food, so I'm trying to balance my compulsion to eat, which I don't really think of myself as an overeater, but it's been kind of nagging me, because I met this guy, he's a skinny guy too, but he said he was an overeater. I don't know, maybe he used to be fat, but I never thought that I could be an overeater if I wasn't fat. But the more I think about it, I'm like, wait a minute, but I'm shitting so much food out all the time, which is standard. And I'm like, this does not make sense. Like, I don't need that much food. Obviously, I don't need that much food because I shit it all out. So I'm trying to figure that out, I'm like balancing my, what is a compulsive desire to eat with like trying to keep myself you know, more balanced on my back end, so I don't want to eat too much, but I also, I'm trying to figure out what is hunger and what is, like, a compulsion. Yeah, I'm happy. Right now I'm happy. Let's hope it lasts. I'm looking forward to maybe some popcorn and hopefully a dinner or something. I'm probably not going to record the whole time I'm down there, but I don't know. To me, this is like a little bit of adventure for Saturday night. I mean, if I happen to find some good musicians or maybe some girls or something or a woman, whatever it is, like, I'll be thrilled. But I'm not necessarily, you know, I, I want a girlfriend, but I don't know if I'm going to find one tonight. I'll tell you what, though, if I run into that one girl, I ran into her right about here, like, about over a month ago, and I just wish, I wish I had, ugh. I mean, I, she, she turned and looked at me, and I was looking at her, and I was, I were just, I thought we were just about to start having a conversation, but then I looked, she was, like, looking at something else, 
it was just about the same time. It was like night, like on a week end. And I really liked that girl. Like I already had a little bit of a history with her, but and I was looking back and I was hoping that that was going to work out. But then the other time I saw her, it sounded like she was maybe leaving town. And so I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to go down all the way to where she's, her thing is at, but I don't know. Saturday, I don't remember if that place is open. Oh, yeah, I missed the, the free market thing. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Did you see nigga, 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 nigga? Nigga, 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 nigga. Nigga, 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 nigga. Yeah, who knows? So I'd love to keep recording because it might be interesting just to catch street noise and stuff. And there's not too much of a limit to my recording, but it also takes a while to upload files. So, but mainly I want to stop because people just aren't really going to dig it if I'm just talking into this thing and I'm hanging out downtown. So I'll fill you in later, probably. I don't know. I have a good feeling about tonight. Maybe I'm going to have a good night. I'm also just impressed that I have so much energy. I feel like the vegan thing is actually... It's also the no coffee thing. It's got to be. No coffee thing. I have like a different energy. Gonna keep in a rock and roll band. Why you got to play this British music, you colonialist slave, slave to the crown.
I'm back. Well, I went into uh, CVS, got some snacks, couldn't help it. I was just like hungry. Well, I just belched, I belched up that anise. That's a refreshing taste. A refreshing belch brought to you by anise. Mmm, it's refreshing. Yeah, I wish I could, uh, Always belch up some nice ass fucking taste. That'd be better than. Um, yeah, I looked around for girls and stuff. Uh, I looked around for food. Um, I saw one cute girl playing a hang drum. And I walked by, she smiled at me. She also had like a $5 bill in her fucking bag. She was getting tipped pretty good. And then I listened to her hang drum, and she's really just playing this kind of dumb song. Dun 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 no, it was like, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, bam, 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 bam. And I was like, that's lame. Then a little while later, I was thought about it again. I was like, all right. Now she was playing something a little more complicated. And I was like, okay. I was like, I don't really want to disrupt her hang drumming. Just to flirt with her, that'd be kind of rude. I was going to sit down and listen to her, but there's chocolate ice cream on the seat. So, oh well. She was cute. I think I saw a lot of cute girls, but I was just kind of feeling pretty odd. I was feeling kind of alone. So, I'm 
you know, whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, I hung out for a while. What else did I do? That was about it, really. I listened to her. Oh, yes. Actually, as I was listening to her, I sat on this bike rack a little bit, and I was watching the Happy Trees guy. He was on the video in this kombucha bar, and I was kind of thrilled by watching him for a little while. Uh, I think I got some other people to check that out. Every time I'm looking at shit, people start looking at other shit. I mean, they look at the same shit I'm looking at. Like, what's he looking at? Oh, and then I kind of went up a little bit, and I don't know. Fuck. I was going to say the cutest girl I saw was like a girl I shouldn't have been looking at. Which is fucked up. I mean, it's hard to say that, but it's true. So I turned away. I saw this other cute girl. She was a Latina. She was like, she was looking around for a minute. She's like, where am I? What am I looking for? And then she, I think she was looking for her boyfriend. She looked at me, and then then she saw her boyfriend behind me. She was cute. She had a lot of makeup on, but she's pretty foxy. I don't know what to say. You know, there's a lot of things just running through my mind. I'm just kind of waiting on this, waiting on God, I guess, to help me find a woman. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works for other people. Like, I mean, I've had a I've had girlfriends before. It's like, the thing was, is like alcohol. It used to help me. Like, it was so easy. And even, I said this before, even the last time I relapsed was like less than a month of alcohol. I only drank for like two or three weeks. But like, I got like more action in those two, three weeks than I had in like, like, you know, years. And it's just, it's crazy how, especially maybe the way I am or the way people are. Like, it's just so much easier to, like, flirt when you're drunk. I mean, and I, I'm sure I could have done that tonight if I was drunk. I would have walked up to the hang girl. I would have been like, oh, yo, what are you playing? Is that a pentatonic scale? So like, I don't know. And it would have started just like that. That's all I had to do was do something like that, and it would have been fine. But, uh... Of course, I just didn't want to sit down on the fucking seat with chocolate syrup, and I didn't want to stand right in front of her like a lurker. I don't know. Whenever it comes to me, it'll come to me is the way I say it. That girl was cute, but, like, you know, there's a lot of cute girls out there. And I don't know. I just I don't really want to disrupt her deal. 
that's just sort of how it feels. Like maybe it would have been her, but maybe not. You know, maybe I estimated like all in one moment that I was like, eh, you know, she's cute, but I listened to her music. I even thought to myself, I was like, oh, it's too simple. I don't want to date a girl that's that simple. Then her music got a little more complicated. I was like, eh, maybe. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Oh, man. I guess I'm not hugely worried about it. Like, I would so prefer there to be just, like, a woman or a younger girl, whatever, somewhere between the ages of 20 and 50, just, like, get into my face, like, and just be, like, very attractive to me, and just, like, cool as fuck, and just make it be so obvious. That's what I want to have happen. The rest of it's, like, anybody's guess. So I just keep guessing. Just seems like same with like we have. There's like a few girls that I, I liked a lot too, in particular. Maybe one the most, but it was hard to tell. And then I was like, I don't remember who the third one was, but I remember the other two. And then there was other girls from the past that were pretty attractive. Oh, and then I saw one, and she was like, I'd known her a few years ago, and I was really, really into her. And then I saw her again, and she's just so creepy looking. I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? And it was weird. I mean, she was still the same chick, but it was almost like I had, I had changed or something. Because she had always been the same. But I used to be really into her. But she was, like, really attractive in a weird way, but, I mean, more like a soul thing, but then I saw her, like, I think that's why I thought she was so gross, is because she was, like, trying to get pills, and I was like, oh, man, she was, like, at the, the pharmacy, and I just thought back to, like, who she was, and, like, she's such an addict, it just kind of made me sad and sick, I mean, not to really judge someone, but it was just, like, and that was a woman that I thought, like, I could just see something about her, I thought that she would be a good mother and a wife and maybe she would have been she could have been but it was almost like I saw this other side of her more clearly I suppose or figuratively and it was just like sad not sad it was kind of frightening it was frightening how much I had like loved her in my head and then how I saw her I was like ooh, god she's creepy as fuck <sighs> but that's like almost any girl well, not really. No, there's other girls that are fucking cool. Yeah, there's some good girls out there. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And then there's a new girl. She was kind of cute. She was young. She was pretty young, but she had a good energy. I liked her a lot, too. I don't know. I almost feel like there's no shortage of good girls. Well, that made me feel good back then in, in WeHo, because I was like, there was like almost about at least five girls that I was attracted to. And I was like, and they're all sober too. And so I was like, I was like, this is good. This means that I have some faith that in the future I'll meet a sober girl who's good looking and that I like. Maybe I've already met, you know, a few of those, a couple of them at least. I'd date them for sure. 
I would probably try to marry, too, if they wanted to, but I'm definitely ready. I think I'm ready. The only thing I'm not ready to do, which is, like, what seems like a lot of people want, is, like, is for me to, like, go to work full-time and pay the rent. And I, I don't want to do that. The one thing I will do, though, maybe, is split the rent. Unless somebody wants to have, like, a really, like, really different way of looking at it. Like, if anybody ever asked me to pay the rent again, I'd be like, okay, here's the deal. I wake up in the morning, you cook me breakfast. Um, I get home. We're texting about what I'm going to be eating tonight. You're going to be making it. Not only that, you're going to be blowing me, and you're going to love it every fucking night, and you're going to lick my butthole. And pretty much, I'm going to watch what I want to watch on TV, and, like, you're going to rub my feet. Because if I'm paying the fucking rent, you better be doing a lot for me. No fucking way. And, by the way, that would suck. I mean, some of that would be good, maybe, but I would like, I like cooking, too. I would like to cook for you. I mean, I'd cook for you. I'd make you breakfast in bed once in a while, as long as... As long as I felt like we were 50-50. I like 50-50 as a concept. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we grew up in an era of so-called equality. And I'm not having any of this fucking duplicitous equality where some bitch is talking about being like equal rights all the time. And then she wants me to pay her rent. That shit makes me fucking... Oh, I'm just so disappointed. I think I've seen enough of that. Even in my relationships. Which I didn't think were going to ever be like that. I was like, what the fuck? One and two, and the last one, oh my god, I didn't even expect her to ever do that. I was like, what, are you, are you serious? I couldn't even believe that she was even trying to pull that off. That one made me really skeptical. Yeah, I mean, I could say that too, like, not to explain myself and everything, like, why I am who I am and stuff, but my last relationship was kind of a bummer, I... I mean, I had some problems for sure that I, you know, it was probably mostly my problem, but it kind of had to end anyway, because she had a hysterectomy, so she wasn't going to have kids, and I was just like, prepping for the future, I'm like, well, I don't know how this is going to work out, you know, I was trying to figure it out, I'm like, I, I liked her a lot, I loved her, but I was also like, you know what, if I stay with you, I mean, it's really obvious, it's like, if I stay with you and we get married, like, I'm never going to get to have kids. And so I was trying to figure out what that was going to be like, or like how we could maybe work, make it work. And I wasn't in a rush to figure it out necessarily, but then we started breaking up and it was just, it got worse and worse. And then my problems came out and, um, I definitely fucked up a lot, but I still think she screwed up a lot too. And, uh, even though she'd probably pretend like she did nothing wrong or something, but I think there were some things that she did that were pretty pretty messed up. Eh, I don't know. It's hard to say what, though, exactly. Except for she accused me of all these things I never did. And she never backed off of that. Which I thought was really wrong. It really fucked me up to have her accuse me of things I had never done. And that, that other part, yeah, where she was trying to get me to pay the rent while she was going to go back to school. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, we were, like, minimalists, too. And, like, she knew I was trying to cut my budget down. And then it was like she moved in on me, and I wasn't even ready for that. But I was like, okay, I guess you need a place to stay. Like, let's do this. 
And then, uh, how the fuck am I going to get down into the bush? I guess just right here. I'm try not to fall. Yeah, and then, um, then once she was in my house, then she started suggesting, especially when I was drunk, that she was going to, that maybe I could pay her rent while she went back to this college thing. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was so bummed on that. And plus, like we, as soon as she moved in, we, my rent was only like $550. And it was like, I was like, I was looking forward to her paying half and me paying half. So about, you know, 275 each. And it was a nice little bunker. It was this nice little basement apartment. It was just big enough, but it wasn't quite big enough for both of us because I couldn't stand living that close. God dang it. Now I'm stuck in this fucking mess. Fuck! I came down the wrong way. This shit is always a hard, hard drill. Coming into this bitch, I'm always blowing it. At least I was careful on the rocks. I feel like I'm gonna slip on those rocks one of these days and break my wrist. I gotta be really careful. Oh. Treacherous terrain. I do not want to have to drop a deuce, but I kind of feel like I have to, which sucks. Is that my spot? tripped out a little bit just thinking about her and stumbling through that patch. I'm like, I'm sales pitching. Like, I mean, I'm basically, you know, I am suggesting to any females out there, not that, like, I'll just marry any random female, but more that I am kind of trying to explain my circumstances and what I'm looking for. Oh, I mean, honestly, it's been 10 years, but I mean, I've had some, like, flirtations and, like, a cyber affair, and I definitely had some, yeah, flirtations and stuff, but, oh, I haven't been late in fucking 10 years, and, uh, actually, I almost got fucked by a dude about six years ago, but that was a rape, so that wasn't too good. But, uh, an attempted rape. 
blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know what to say, except, oh, I was going to say that all this time, it's given me a long time to really reflect on a lot of people and girls and women I've known and stuff. I don't think it's entirely so clear that I'm entirely certain I want to settle down, but I've been working on that for a long time mentally, like getting ready to settle down and get married. And I mean, I'm partly ready to do that, but I'm also just like, damn, I just want a girlfriend too. I mean, just, I miss those days of just fucking, 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 hanging out, watching movies, eating ice cream, that kind of thing. Like, just keeping it simple and fucking. I mean, that was fun, but at the same time, I'm like, ugh, like, I want to be ready to, you know, I think that what would probably be best for me, maybe, is to date a girl who's on birth control and young enough to have kids, or who's ready to just have kids, even if she's older, I'm thinking about that too, but, uh, and then we just fuck for a while. Should be on birth control, and if there happened to be a pregnancy, it wouldn't. It'd be good, or we'd be ready for it. And then uh, we could think about it for a while, and then maybe it wouldn't work out. But I guess what I don't want to do is like plan for it not to work out, just so I can get some sex for a while, because that just seems kind of cheap. But on the other hand, I mean, I'm also just like fuck. I mean, I'm waiting around for a wife. It's like, you know, whoever's gonna be like. I might as well have a girlfriend in the meantime. I don't know what women are looking for anymore. Like, I just don't even understand. Like, I've been looking back into my relationships when I was younger, and it's like, I don't know if those girls wanted to marry me or not. I just don't know. Like, who, you know, some, maybe, some, maybe not. And it was just like, what, what do girls want? You know, do they enjoy getting fucked? Like, I don't, I actually don't know. And that's kind of one of the confusing things. Like, I don't really want to explore everything I've learned, but, like, I can't tell how many times they're just faking it and they're just taking the dick because that's what they think they can give and that's what they want. Like, do they actually enjoy it? Or that's what they think I want? And that what they really want me to do is just pay rent and then, like, go to work and, you know, make it easy on them and all they have to do is spread their legs. Maybe it feels good. Maybe it's not that great. I think that they're all pretty much faking their orgasms. I can't tell anymore, because this one girlfriend of mine said that she was faking her orgasms, she told me years later, and that really threw me for a loop, too, I was like, okay, so she was a liar, my second girlfriend was, like, pretty much the most honest person I ever dated, and she was probably the best, and then my third was, like, this hysterical fucking striver chick who wanted the man to pay for everything, and so, you know, she left me, she got married. And that worked out for zero days until she divorced him like a year later. And then uh, my next girlfriend, I got along with the best. And I loved her so much, I thought it was so great. But she couldn't have babies, so... It started out like seeming like a bonus. And then later it just came to feel like a... Dead end. And I didn't know what to do about it. And, like, to this day, like, even if I could snap my fingers, like, all this time I've lost with no girlfriend, no sex, like, I don't know if I would change it. Because with her, like, I, I liked her so much. I loved her. But it, 
once it was like a, I thought to myself, well, you know, I don't want to, I want to have kids. Like, I just, someday I want to have kids. And I know that, I mean, I don't know much, but it seems like obviously that fact is kind of programmed into my head as like a decision that seems like I'm supposed to do it or something, or it seems preferable. And it's not entirely analyzed because, I mean, there's a multitude of options. I could commit suicide. I could fucking murder someone. I could go to jail for the rest of my life. I could fucking cut my dick off. I could be gay. I could get a vasectomy. I could have a relationship with a woman and adopt kids. Or I could try to procreate and have a regular family. Or I could have a, you know, a bunch of families, theoretically. And uh, it just seems like there's all, from a spectrum of, like, suicide to, like, polyamory with many families, there's so many different options. Oh, including, yeah, oh, and then there's celibacy and homosexuality, which are non-procreative or asexual. I mean, and, you know, I hate to even use that phrase, incel or whatever, because, like, I, I would never adopt that phrase, like, so willfully, but... I kind of am an incel right now. Oh, I hate saying that. Ugh. I'm like involuntarily celibate. But that's not the worst thing in the world. You know, it's like... I remember there was a girl I dated. She was. She said something about involuntary celibacy back then. That was years ago. And I broke it. Which, you know, someone once said was like, Oh, well, that must have made you feel good. I was like, yeah, it kind of did. I mean, it made me feel like a man. But it wasn't like, I wasn't trying to pollute her celibacy, it was just like, she was, she pretty much came on to me, so, I was ready to just be her friend, but she wanted to fuck, basically she went and got in my lap. She was good, too, I, no, she was a little bit messed up emotionally, but she was also one of my favorites, she had like a good, uh, gosh, she had a good body, and she was good. But she was also really emotional, so she had, like, a difficult side. I thought about her a lot, too, but she uh, tried to get a hold of her, but she was out in... She's on LinkedIn. She's on the East Coast. And it was kind of weird, because I've been thinking about, like, what is destiny and stuff? And, like, so when the total solar eclipse happened, I was planning to go to Madras, Oregon, or Casper, Wyoming... And if we looked at the path of totality, it went all the way across the United States and it went all the way to South Carolina, which was, like, exactly where she was. And, like, I, f I think I found out about her, like, right about then. And so it was kind of weird. I was like, wow, that's... I think I thought about that afterwards. I was like, well, you know what? The fucking path of the total, total solar eclipse is almost like this this thing that I believe is the proof of God. Like, literally, like, drew a fucking line straight to her. And that was exciting. But... I never got a hold of her, so, you know, I mean, it would be kind of audacious to believe that, oh, just because there was a total solar eclipse, like, and it pointed at her that that was, like, reason enough for me to believe that, you know, she was the one, but, I mean, on the other hand, as far as a divine direction, that was pretty, pretty substantial as far as, you know, a sign that maybe, maybe was there, or could have been interpreted. Bag of potato chips, but since then, I don't know. You know, there's other girls I care about, too, so. Got some ginger ale. Hell yeah, I got plenty of good stuff. I got river water. 
I just wish I had more battery on my phone so I could watch movies all night and eat all these snacks. Uh, I'm not in a huge rush. I just... There's some women I just kind of think, I'm like, maybe... Maybe you're ready for this. Maybe, you know, maybe it's time. But I'm also starting to think, I mean, maybe if monogamy is not really in the cards right now, maybe I should just start having a string of affairs. I'm thinking about it, too, because I'm like, come about January, no, December of this year. Although, I think it's already happened, my 10-year anniversary of, oh, no, no, because I had sex with this one woman on Christmas Eve of 2009. And that one, I almost think, resulted in a pregnancy. But I don't know, because I never found out. But she lied to me. She said she was pregnant. And which seems odd that I would have fucked her. But in my mind, I was just like, okay, well, let's fuck. And uh, it was good sex, too. But it was so crazy. I, I really thought that I was impregnating her when it happened. And then I asked her afterwards. She's like, oh, I'm not pregnant, but I am now. She was crazy. And so I just was destroyed by that, and I didn't feel responsible for it, and I left, because she'd lied to me. And, uh, I don't know what happened to her. So, I think about it sometimes, I'm like, well, maybe there's a nine-year-old. I keep imagining a little girl. And, of course, I feel like a yearning and like a curiosity about whether or not there's a child on Earth that came from me, but... Due to the circumstances with that woman, it made it, like, really, really strange to think about. There was no way I could have a relationship with someone who had just lied to me about such a substantial thing. She told me she was pregnant, and so we had sex, and I thought that there was no way she would conceive because she was already pregnant. And then she told me, she lied to me, basically. She said, oh, I wasn't pregnant, but now I am. And that was just fucking too much for me to bear. It really threw me for a loop. I remember I was, like, seriously depressed about that for a while. Oh, God, that sucked. But in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it's much like being a sperm donor or something. It's like, you know, maybe it was meant to be. And, like, I mean, if I ever got to meet a girl or a boy that came out of me like that, I mean, I would still have, you know, a huge amount of affection for the person, but I was not at all ready to raise a kid at that time, especially with that woman who I didn't think could get pregnant. Chips, ginger ale. So sometimes I also think, yeah, I thought a lot about this other pregnancy too that, I mean, it was kind of like one of my girlfriends, she, uh, maybe she was pregnant for about a month and she had like a difficult, um, menstrual cycle that was like sizable and so she uh it was it's possible there was an embryo which has been it's been on my mind lately it's been more like wow you know and looking back and just thinking about how i was pretty callous you know i was like back then i i was really ruthless about sex and just like i didn't want to have kids yet and like i think i don't th i don't blame myself entirely i think it's the culture we have now where birth control is so prevalent, it kind of contributed, or it contributes to this option to have like a more, you know, bleak view of sex, where for me, sex was always just like recreational, it was love, it was physical love, but it wasn't, 
I was not at all ready to have kids. Like, I didn't want to have kids. I mean, I think that's like a lot of people. And so, uh, to me, it was like, if you're on birth control pills, like, I would, ha I had the discussion with all my girlfriends. It's like, if you get pregnant, like, you're going to get an abortion, right? I didn't even demand it like that, but more like, uh, maybe I did. It's like, if you get pregnant, I want to know if you're going to have an abortion. Because I can't, I don't want to have kids right now. And so, I, it was just, that's how it was for me. And, like, I made, it was, like, for me, it was, like, I was really demanding about that. and But her, she had, like, an, you know, maybe she skipped a birth control pill or something happened or something like that. I don't know what happened. And so, it was, like, she might have been pregnant. And then afterwards, it was, like, I remember thinking, I think it was after that that I, or maybe it was right around the same time, actually. I actually started thinking about having a baby with her, which would have been, in my fantasy, was, like, a really good idea. So I went through this whole fantasy of like us raising a baby and uh, I was living in a room at the time, <clears throat> but I was living with a gay guy and uh, so I imagined her living in the room with me, but it would have been just like super, super, you know, difficult, not just because of him, but just because it's this bleak little room in downtown Los Angeles. It could have worked out, but I don't even know if he would have let us live there, so... But I started fantasizing about that. I was like, okay, well, that would work. In fact, there was a baby next door with, like, I'm pretty sure it was a Mexican family. And um, <clears throat> the baby would cry at night, and I'd hear it and think about that. So, But uh, I've gone through these inventories before, but it's just what's on my mind right now. Oi. Yeah, I don't really want to try to settle this full conversation, but <clears throat> I don't mind putting it on the record again. And then uh, I've been thinking more about this other girlfriend, my first girlfriend. She admitted she lied to me years ago. I ran into her again, and we, or I went to her birthday party or something, and she started telling me how she had lied about having orgasms. And that really fucking, any kind of lie, is, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's because you thought I was going to be happy or whatever. It's like, that's a fucking lie. It's terrible, in my opinion. Just to willfully lie to someone and to consistently lie. So she admitted to that, like, I don't even think she thought it was a big deal. But, I mean, I could kind of understand why she did it from a position of, like, why did she do it? But, <clears throat> you know, I used to fuck her so much that I think she got tired of it. And so she would just pretend to have an orgasm. But to me, that's like classic deception. I just, you know, all she had to really say to me was, hey, I'm sore and I don't want to fuck this much. And I would have had to have accepted it. I would have accepted it. I mean, I was really horny back then, but that just really fucked me up, too, because it meant that, like, all those times that I thought I was achieving her orgasm, which was, like, my goal. I mean, part of the reason I fucked so much is because, like, I wanted to make her have an orgasm. And I mean, it just, it really ruined my belief in females in a, you know, how many times has this happened? But I think mainly with her and then um, the other one who accused me of lying to her when I didn't lie. Where I'm, and oh yeah, she moved in on me and she wanted me to pay her rent. 
after I just didn't think she was going to be like that. But there's a few, you know, a few experiences that just made me really skeptical of every single female. I think part of the reason, well, what, since I'm basically a hippie, or I live like a hippie, you know, I mean, it's it's a better way to think of it than thinking of me as a homeless person. It's just like, I'm a hippie, you know, it's just, it makes more sense. Like, that would be why, like, for me, finding a hippie girl would be, like, probably ideal, as long as she wasn't just super stoned all the time. So that's hard because most hippie chicks are stoned all the time. <clears throat> I mean, I like stoner chicks, but I don't want to be all in the stoner culture anymore, so that makes it hard, too. And then the other thing about hippie chicks is that they're usually pretty loose, like in the sense that she might not want to be monogamous. She's like, I'm a free spirit, yay, I'm going to go fuck a black guy, bye. Hey, I'm back. Hey, can I sleep with you tonight? It's like, no. <laughs> Get away from me. But, um, yeah, you know, there used to be some kind of cool hippie chicks around here, but I haven't really seen... Yeah, like, the first time I was really homeless here was in, like, 2015. No. No, it was actually 2012. Wait a second. Yeah. Damn, I've been fucking outside for a long time. Seven years. Yeah, but when I first got here, I was still pretty young. And, um, I had a bunch of girlfriends, kind of. Well, no, I had one, two. Oh, yeah, and then I had that other girl. I had a bunch of luck back then. And it was like, nobody really cared. I mean, th those girls didn't, because two of them were homeless, and one of them was just drunk, but she was kind of adventurous, I guess. I think she regretted it when she woke up, though. God, she was sexy as fuck, though. I wished, uh, I just couldn't pull that one off. I was... She, went, she came back to the graveyard where I was living, and she decided to sleep with me in the graveyard. That was pretty fucking crazy. And then um, I was too cold to fuck her, though. I, we were going to fuck, but I just could not get an erection. It was too cold, and it was like, had to have been the most disappointing fucking sexual experience I ever had. And it was all because it was too cold, and we didn't have enough blankets. Otherwise, oh, God, that would have been good sex. She had a good ass. She was all into me, too, because I played piano. <coughs> that was why I was, while I was briefly drinking again. God, it was so easy. All I had to do, I just had this job playing piano, and, like, I wore suspenders and, like, a shirt, maybe even a tie, yeah, and a jacket. So she thought I was really cute, I guess. And um, she just, like, fell into my arms at the bar. It was so easy. And she was cute, so it was fucking good for me. But, um, that's one of those things about playing music. It's like, if I just get back into playing music again and I shave, like, it's just so easy. Especially if it's just, I'll probably just go to bars and, like, I'll stay sober, you know, but it's just, like, it's just so easy. Girls are so easy when they're drunk and, like, especially if they, you give them a reason, like, play music or something, like, it's like, it's so, it's no contest. But if I don't do that, like, they never notice me. So it's, like, another reason to play music. 
And then, you know, as long as I look kind of good and I shave, of course, they're probably not going to like me if I'm homeless. <coughs> but sometimes I think about just getting a job in a room just to fuck again. Because if I just have a job in a room and I play music, it'll be so easy. I'm, even though I'm older, it's like I'm pretty sure I'll still get laid. So I think about it sometimes. I mean, I'm actually thinking about getting a job. But, um... I don't know. Then I go through the whole thought, and I'm like, eh, yeah, well, that'll last, maybe. And then we'd fuck for a while, and then... And then she'd probably want to move in, and then she'd want me to pay her rent. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to go through all that again. So I kind of hold out hope that I'll meet, like, the perfect hippie chick, or... Or maybe a chick who's, like, already, like, got her own job going on, and I'm just kind of the hippie guy that hangs out with her or something. Because that could work, too. And then as far as having a family, I'm like, well, I either want to, like, camp outside most of the year, or get, like, a milk truck or a bus or something, or, you know, rent a garage, maybe, or something cheap. Or um, maybe build a house somewhere, like, on some property that's just, like, I can actually afford to buy. So, I mean, there's a lot of options, but one of the key ingredients is I don't want to work that much. I'm never going to be interested in working 40 hours a week just to fucking get by. And it's totally not necessary. So, I don't know what kind of family... I, I know a lot of people do that, but, like, to me, it's like, why would I even want to have a family if I have to be gone all the time? Although, then there's the other theory that I've heard people say that, like, once I have a family, I might want to work 40 hours a week just to get out of the house. So there's that problem, too. Maybe maybe that would happen, but my goal is to, like, work part-time and hopefully have the woman work part-time, too. Now, maybe not when she's nursing, but, I mean, I can I could imagine, you know, maybe working full-time maybe the first year. But after that, then maybe. That's a big maybe. Because, I mean, yeah, she's probably... It'd probably be hard for her to work if she has to nurse. But, um... That's kind of why I want to have a hippie chick. Because then she could just, like, nurse. And I'll be with her. And we'll hang out by the river. And we'll go downtown. We'll get a stroller. And then we'll just, like, camp. I mean, the only the thing I'm really worried about is the kid getting cold in the winter. But in the winter, we'd have to get inside, basically. Or we'd have to go somewhere where it's warm. And either, either way. You know, I mean, it could be as simple as flying to Florida. I mean, it's a, that'd be a lot, you know, and like to imagine. But if I had a tent in Florida and we had food stamps, I mean, we could keep the baby. And, I mean, there's, there's definitely wildlife in the... I just got back from Florida. It's like, there's definitely wildlife in the, some of the jungles and stuff, but it's not like, I, where I was, there wasn't alligators. So it's like, if we had a tent, it'd probably be pretty good. But um, that's kind of, you know, almost hard to imagine doing, but it's a possibility. And I mean, I'm not sure if it's the best one, but at all, actually, I think it might not be the best idea at all. The other thing we could do is just, like, live in a van during the winter or 
or just go to a family shelter during the winter or just rent. Like, what if we rented a garage during the winter? And, like, even most of the year, like, we could save money, work part-time during the, the rest of the year. And then just so during the winter, we just pay rent. And it wouldn't be that big a deal. And then back when it got warmer again, then we can uh, camp out again. And then, I mean, the other thing that's kind of weird about that idea is like, well, what would our lives be like if we were camping out all the time? Like, what would we do and stuff? Well, what would you do if you were fucking working all the time or you wanted me to work all the time? See, I don't know. I think a lot of chicks out there are probably going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to stay home and be on the Internet and milk the baby until it's too gross. And then I can't take selfies of that. So then I'm going to be like on on Instagram and doing cool quotes, inspirational quotes, while you go to work. 50 hours a week? Oh, that's fine with me. Just as long as you bring back the chocolate. Or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I don't want to breed in a world where I'm the slave. And, like, you get to stay home. That's, that's not a world I want to live in. Let alone fucking, you know, be a part of that relationship. No fucking way. Now, on the other hand, like, would you let me stay home and you work 50 hours a week? If you want to, I'll probably stay home. But I don't know if I'd even trust that that would be, you know, because then you'd come home and you'd be like, oh, what did I tell you? No feet on the coffee table. What? Why are you doing that? What's wrong with you? I have to do my nails. I have to do my hair. I have to go to work. I have to go to work. <laughs> and I'd just be like, oh, okay, honey. <laughs> Sorry. Um... I hope you have a great day. Then I'd be on Instagram. Just kidding. I'm not on Instagram anymore. I'm not going to do that. Not that I won't put photos of myself on the web, but I'm just not going to do Instagram. Alright, that was some good-ass fucking ginger ale. I think I've made my position relatively clear. I mean, it would take a little bit of inspiration and cooperation for sure more than a little it would take actually absolute cooperation and imagination but we could do it here we could do it somewhere else i mean i still got my mom around she's supportive i mean she would help us um she'd probably babysit too i mean i'm, I'm not saying like i would try to force the baby on her all the time but like in you know difficult times she'd probably watch the baby and maybe, I don't know, maybe your family is either around here or nearby or something. We could maybe, maybe we could live in two places. But, I mean, I'm not quite sure that I have it all figured out. But I've, I've seen some hippie families around here. And, like, they're definitely the most inspirational. And they seem the happiest, too. I mean, they don't necessarily seem the happiest. But I look at them and I'm like, oh, that's, that's the way to do it. Like, I saw this older couple... It looked like they were living in a van, and they had this cute kid. The kid was like two or three, and the kid was so energetic, and um, just had this shock of super blonde hair, like this curly blonde hair, and it was almost like a little nymph, like of the forest or something. Like this little child was had so much energy, and I was like, so impressed. I saw the kid like. They came out at night one time when there was, like, a drum circle. 
And the kid has had so much energy and so much happiness and love for everybody. She was like, I think it was a she. She was like waving at everybody. And then she was doing a hula hoop. Uh, she wasn't quite hula hooping, but she was playing with this hoop. And I was just amazed by how much energy she had. And I thought to myself something along the lines of like, well, that's that's a really healthy kid. Like that's that's like a really amazing kid that's probably going to turn into an, a really amazing person. Already is an amazing person, but and I looked at them. The mom, if it wasn't, it might have been the grandma, but she, the mom looked like she was about fifty, and the dad looked like he was about sixty. So it was it was kind of a trip for me, like to figure out how that worked. But I don't think that's impossible. But I don't think the woman. She was definitely over 40. She looked older than me. So I would say maybe she was 45, but I think she was more like 50 almost. Which, you know, maybe she had a kid when she was 47. It's possible, probably. Oh, yeah, I still wanted to look into that. I was going to look into the upper limit of childbearing. And, um... Because I know that there's this statistic that you're like way more likely to have this certain birth defect over the age of 40. But I only looked at that statistic once and it was like, okay, you're like double or triple the likelihood for this particular defect, birth defect. Yet the fucking percep the percentage is still like incredibly small. I think it was all under 1% anyway, 1% likelihood. So it was like, it goes from like point three likelihood to like a 0.6 to like a 0.9 maybe like as you get closer to 50 maybe but that's still like a very 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 slim chance i mean it's still it's like it goes from like one in 300 to one in 200 chance so maybe one in 100 so yeah that's a substantial increase but i mean you know you have to think about it but like there's one woman i know right now i think i know her and she's, uh, she looks really good. She looks like she's about ready to have a baby, honestly. And she was such a healthy person that, I don't know, I kind of feel like maybe she's still fertile. But I don't know if she wants to have a kid, so. But if she does, she should call me soon. said my thing so I don't know we'll see if I publish this or not but all right talk to you later